0: This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink About It.
1: You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a podcast where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail pairing. I'm Benjamin R. Harrison. I'm Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest on the program today, Jesse Thorne. At long last. Uh, A man... Without whom this show probably wouldn't exist because I don't think Chris and I
2: would have ever met. No. Well oh, certainly not. If I had never met Chris's mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all those years ago. Yeah.
0: Dad, I told you don't embarrass me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: you're calling him dad now. <laughs> Used to be father. We've grown. Very formal. <laughs> uh yeah, but uh, host of Bullseye, host of Jordan Jesse Go. I
2: was still laughing about the idea of me making Chris call me Bob. <laughs> also, in this scenario, in my mind, Chris is wearing one of those blue boy's baby dresses. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: yeah, talking he's, about? he's Franklin Delano Roosevelt <laughs> yeah, in 1902. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Being propped up by an off camera hand. Yep.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. There, of the of the podcasts in my top ten, Jesse is on like four or five
2: of them. I feel Jesse, like. uh, um, what are we talking about? Number one, Serial. Uh, number one, Jordan. Jesse, <laughs> my presence on Serial is only implied because <laughs> I did that murder, right? Oh. You know, you, you, you're the MacGuffin. Uh, you're
1: the you're the you're the briefcase full of cash, <laughs> on Serial, uh, and you're also you're also. Uh, at the payphone next to Adnan sharpening a a shank at all times (laughs) on the show, right? You got it. You're the shank sharpener? I had no idea. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, so, um, you know, kind of unintentionally, we've had, like, a huge number of Maximum Fun hosts on uh, the show lately. We've had, uh, at this point, we've had Jordan... Morris uh Guy Branham and Dan McCoy in pretty rapid succession that's a solid set yeah the the Guy Branham one we set up before he was a host on Maximum
2: Fun so <laughs>
1: unintentional
2: <laughs> but uh <laughs> well as long as his show doesn't get a plug I'm happy uh, <laughs> uh man that guy's show is great you know Stuart Stuart Wellington from the House is opening his own bar I know what
1: I sort of I I don't get the sense that he's like much of a cocktail guy though being that he's always uh, busting into a brew like forty eight times per episode, <laughs> yeah. That show. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and and I think Dan made some comment about how it's always a cheap brew too. Yeah, um, like which I'm, I'm I can totally get behind personally. But uh,
0: you're forgetting about uh, Julie Sabatier.
1: I think. Oh yeah, and we had Julie Sabatier from uh, from Rendered. Um, Julie's great,
2: huh? Yeah, best in the biz. Did you see? She did a show about the the carpet in portland yeah yeah in the portland airport did you see the new portland airport carpet so long story short the airport carpet in portland is like became a like beloved mm-hmm. cultural institution so as much weird so that baloney like that sometimes does it, in portland it, yeah like people would buy a pair of socks with mm-hmm. the pattern from people are getting the tattoos airport carpet. and they replaced it which i can understand because it was Twenty-five-year-old carpet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was real ratty, and Mangan. it yeah. was a and it's a hideously ugly pattern. Right, like it only could it could only be appreciated ironically. But what's amazing is they re, they replaced a pattern from and we're already I'm already taking this whole show way off. <laughs> but they replaced the like the it's the most nineteen ninety one looking pattern. They just replaced it with one that looks like it's from 1994. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, I was going to say 93. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is. Just imagine, like, the launch logos of the Colorado Rockies and Florida Marlins. Yeah. Like, that's roughly the kind of aesthetic we're talking about.
1: Y- yeah, like, like Pantone released the hot colors of <laughs> the mid-'90s list. And they, like, closed their eyes and threw darts at it until
2: they had four things to put in a pattern. It's like they looked at the old carpet and they're like, what should we get rid of and what should we keep? Well, we're definitely keeping the aqua ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, it, would, it wouldn't it yeah. would be Portland if they kind of turned their nose up at uh, the 90s, right? Isn't that what it I'm looks looking
2: for? Like, yeah, it looks like it could be the carpet at an opening ceremony store. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think as a Californian, Jesse, you're just...
1: You're just jealous of Portland's abundant water.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair
1: they point. Have, they have
0: those
2: fountains <laughs> constantly bubbling away. They can probably eat all the almonds they want. And nobody makes them feel bad for it. <laughs> no, there's no <laughs> almond shaming going yeah. on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> almond shaming is the is the primary rhetorical mode in California at the moment. Uh,
1: I engaged in some almond shaming of a totally different kind recently because <laughs> one of the producers on my film comes from Florida, and he refers to them as almonds. Oh, oh what? wow. And,
0: uh, Did you turn and, away? Did you just walk away from him immediately?
1: Yeah, and he said, well, what do, you, what do you call the ones that go in a pie, the nut that goes in a pie? And I said, pecans. And he said, I call them pecans. And I was like, well, I'll defer to you on pecans, but they're called
0: almonds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Almonds. Get out yeah. of here.
2: It's not called the Almond Brothers. Is that, is that yeah, a, that's a good Yeah, that's a great point. It's a really okay, good no, point. It's a, yeah, well,
0: it's a neighborhood of a good point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a good point. It's like what Dana Gould used to say about our Prairie Home Companion. It's not comedy, but it's comedy adjacent. Yeah, yeah right, exactly.
1: Just down the block. <laughs> Chris, what's happening in your
0: life this week? I'm going to my first baseball game of the year, going to the Jays.
2: Yeah. Uh, How about you, Jesse? I am going to buy a boat on Craigslist, and then I'm going to record a podcast in it in a gross lake outside (laughs) my office. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Ben? Uh,
1: I am dealing with some major heavy-duty separation anxiety Mm -mm. right
0: now. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I want to know more.
1: Jesse for you this week uh you're you're a man that uh, does not take the booze so uh this is a, a non-alcoholic beverage uh you're going to be drinking a fresh lime soda uh, Oh. yeah so this um is basically ginger syrup lime juice and uh club soda or seltzer combined to taste um and uh so the way you make ginger syrup is it's basically a one to one to one ratio of grated ginger, uh, sugar, and water. You bring that to a boil and let it reduce a little bit. Strain, strain, strain to get all the ginger crap out of it, and then uh, bottle it and stick it in the fridge. That sounds really gingery. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty gingery. Uh, brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so then juice of one lime. Uh, you know syrup to taste and uh chilled club soda in a glass with ice that sounds really nice mm-hmm. yeah refreshing I think you're gonna like this um, yeah so that's a fresh lime soda uh
0: ben uh, as you sit in the corner and cradle your knees and rock back and forth and think of home <laughs> you can drink uh something called the green point uh it's two ounces of uh they call for rittenhouse bonded rye whiskey uh, an ounce of Punt mes, uh one bar spoon of yellow chartreuse, and a dash of Angostura bitters. You're going to stir with ice and strain into a chilled coupe. No garnish.
1: All right. Uh, Green point's where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, you're going to be drinking a Bluebird. This is two ounces of gin, one ounce of blue curacao, uh, three-quarter ounces of fresh lemon juice,
2: a uh, quarter ounce of orgeat, uh, <laughs> One of those words that we've never yep. really gotten to the bottom of. Yep. That uh, seems like something that you, the, the, the pair you could get together and look up in a dictionary
0: or something. Well, yeah, we well, don't want to. We've gotten a lot of, uh, the, lot show, of uh, the show tweets. would end if, if we did yeah. that. We need to keep this mystery <laughs> yeah. going.
1: I, I think people at home take a shot. <laughs> we mispronounced <laughs> an ingredient. <laughs> um, uh, so you're going to shake those with ice until well chilled and double strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with an orange twist, so it'll be a nice bright orange and a nice cool blue.
0: Well, you you hit it out of the park, Ben. My favorite baseball team, the Toronto Bluebirds. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Dink, dink. I always hope that the mic picks that up, but it rarely does. Let's do it right next
2: to the mic. Come on, let's do this. All right. Which Bottom mic? Bottom of the use?
0: glass. Bottom of the glass. Oh, that's oh. a good sound. <laughs> we
1: could we could record some Foley in here. Yeah. Yeah, rip some farts into the mic. Is
2: that you know, for what all Foley the times recording you need to... is <laughs> mostly.
1: <laughs> I thought it was like stamping shoes on a board. No, if you want like really authentic like trudging through the snow, uh-huh, you just eat a Bowl of beans. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Fart into a microphone.
1: <laughs> it's a very sophisticated <laughs>
0: podcast you're
1: running. Yeah. It's a classy cocktail podcast.
0: Mm. Well, mm. this is uh, definitely tastes blue and yeah. ginny. Yeah, it tastes like gin and blue.
1: I think I may have selected that for you partially because I just bought myself some blue curacao and mm-hmm. have been really excited about it, but I haven't actually, like... Deployed it into any beverages yet? What's
2: in blue curacao? It's just it's just, uh, just it's, regular curacao, but they turn it. But blue. they put some blue food coloring the in the it. The entire blue nation of
1: curacao. <laughs> cr- I read a uh, I read a how to make your own blue curacao at home, and it was literally just buy some triple sec and put some blue food coloring in it. <laughs> I'm uh
0: Well, I'm willing to bet that you got some uh, uh, variation, like some good variation of uh, of blue curacao. I. Was limited to one. I don't one. think that there's uh, such a thing, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if there, you know, you'd find it if there was some sort of like higher end blue curacao. Hi, but I all I all I know is that like right now I'm staring at 700 and what is now maybe uh, 25 milliliters of um, blue curacao that's probably going to outlast me. I'm going to move this bottle uh, <laughs> w- with me till the day I die and then I'm going to pass it on to whomever's well the nice me. thing about that chris is that there's as many milliliters as there are games
2: left in the uh regular season
0: yeah, right sure it's perfect it's absolutely perfect
2: baseball joke the nice thing the night you know ben got gets the nice curacao out at the same place where he gets his artisanal crazy straws <laughs> <laughs> yeah the ones yeah.
0: that look like they're they're uh made out of uh, birch bark but it's actually just paper yeah yeah, yeah. i know the ones yeah um well, tell us about baseball. You're, you're headed there right after this, right? So, baseball. It was invented in America. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, going there uh, for 7 o'clock. Um, yeah, this year, I think uh, it was a direct result of... Uh, I decided this year to get more into baseball as oh. a direct result of... Uh, I mean, it's been years Your since i Your animosity I've it. toward
1: Canada, or...?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> get me out of here. Please, somebody. Um and uh <laughs> take my last, country, please. <laughs> yeah, last uh last year when I was in Los Angeles, uh our friend Nick White uh introduced me to the wonder that is mlb.com and uh oh, mlb.tv. That's e. the tv. Jam. Yeah. yeah. Dot .tv. Um it is uh, I could not believe what I was seeing. I mean, the simple, the, the very simple technology of being able to switch from one feed to another, whether it's the home, <laughs> the home, the home feed or the away feed. I was like, oh, and I can watch this game, you know, at any point during the day. I don't have to be; it doesn't have to be live necessarily, is my yeah. understanding. But uh, so I have uh, gone from being a huge music fan to being a huge podcast fan and, and uh, to now being a huge baseball fan because I can walk around the city listening to baseball games from all over North America and it's the uh, greatest thing ever.
2: I like that you're getting progressively
0: more basic, like your next thing. Your next yep, thing I, is you're going to be like, I am a
2: huge pumpkin spice
0: latte fan. This is it. Like, I'm going back to my roots of, of being a teenager. I am now yeah. going back to sports. I, well, I the blue drink sports. goes with it then. For it, it, sure. It totally, yep. It's like a blue freezy. It tastes like a blue freezy. Exactly.
2: Do th- Chris, do the, 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 the Blue Jays still play at the Sky Dome,
0: right? Yeah, they do. But they've now been uh, – it's now called the uh, – uh, it's the, whoever the company that bought it, Rogers Center is like a communications company up here. Oh. The biggest one up here. <laughs> have you uh, ever,
2: have you ever been in the hotel at the Sky Dome?
0: I have, I've have never stayed there, but I've been in the, like watched part of a game from a room. Yeah.
2: That's just cause you were hanging out with Roberto Alomar.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was post retirement. We were just talking about the, uh, the new crop of players and, uh, he wasn't very, he was spitting everywhere.
2: Oh, so apparently, so Roberto Alomar decided to to move back into the Sky Dome after he retired.
0: I like that. <laughs> it was just before he left. It was he's after like, his, his retirement he, party.
2: He went and played for the Indians or whoever it was that he played for. I can't remember who he signed with after the. He was with the Mets for a while, wasn't he? And then he, uh, he, he's like, "Man, I miss Toronto and I miss living in the Sky Dome."
0: <laughs> and and I really got, got to catch up with out buddy of my buddy Chris, league, gentlemen. Yeah, no, uh, Ben, I'm out of my league. Don't worry, okay, I don't know okay. what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> um but Paul, jesse Paul i mean Paul you're Molitor. a big baseball fan yes
2: yeah i'm a i'm a big baseball fan although i have to say i don't follow baseball as closely as i did in my heyday of following basically what happened is i was like an obsessive baseball fan as a kid mm-hmm. and then i went to arts high school and no one i knew liked sports <laughs> and then i went to uc santa cruz and almost no one i knew liked sports and the sports that they did like uh featured frisbees yeah, and hacky sacks <laughs> mostly. Yeah, uh, and gravity bongs. Um, and then, and then I move And then I did, never had cable as a grown up, so I could never watch games. Especially after I moved out of my hometown. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm from San Francisco. I moved to Los Angeles, and I like wasn't gonna watch Dodgers games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you, uh, kind of, you live like more or less in the shadow of Dodgers Stadium. Though. I do. Yeah, I have to be careful how I dress. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I uh, I got MLB.TV TV two years ago. It completely changed my life. Yeah, I happened yeah. I happened to you know uh,
1: have seen Jesse go through some some serious life stress when the Windows Phone and MLB TV parted <laughs> ways, compatibility wise. Yeah, um, I had a
2: Windows I had a Windows Phone. I got a Windows Phone eight specifically because there was an MLB.TV app for Windows Phone eight, and there wasn't for Windows Phone seven. And then they stopped making the Windows Phone 8. They unmade it. They had it before, and they don't have it anymore. And so I literally was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going out and buying an iPhone. (laughs) And I bought an iPhone (laughs) so I could watch A's games on my phone. Um, Uh, It's it's good to have hobbies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I think I like base, baseball. is a lot like golf in the way that you can put it on in the background. You know, if you're watching a team that you don't really have an interest in, you can just kind of like glance over and, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's just nice to have on in a room. You know, it's just uh, the atmosphere of a baseball game is probably my favorite thing about baseball.
2: Yeah. Watching baseball is like world's greatest golf. Like yeah, it, exactly. it is so
0: undemanding.
2: Yeah. Like I've been watching basketball. I've been watching some basketball recently because the Warriors are, you know, the best team in the NBA after being the one of the five worst for the last twenty five years. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and they got I got pretty close a couple of years ago though. Right? They had a good. They had a. They well, last year they they had a good year, made it into the second round of the playoffs and lost there, if I remember correctly. And then they had one good year with Baron Davis, like six or seven years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they've historically in my entire life, since I was a kid, they've yeah. been horrible.
1: I, I grew up in the town that the, uh, Golden
2: State Warriors play in and hmm. the only, I went to one game in my entire childhood. By the way, that town is uh, Golden State, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. The the only
1: player I think I was ever aware of was Latrell Sprewell, and it was because he, like, punched somebody. Yeah, (laughs) he punched his coach. (laughs) (laughs) That's how how much sports I know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's pretty good. That'll get you through parties, though. Yeah, totally. Oh, remember that time when Latrell Sprewell punched his coach? Yeah. I got to get a drink.
2: It's like Chris. It's like when I talked with about the uh, Blue Jays with you, and I, all I remember is that Roberto Alomar used to live in the skydome.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. I did not know that. Oh, that's
2: like one of the greatest things. I'll, I'll not tell a you bad what
0: commute. You know, if you can. Not yeah. at all.
2: I'll tell you what I know about the Blue Jays right now. You guys
0: have knuckleball celebrity R. A. Dickey. It's true. He's, he hasn't been faring so well uh, his first couple of outings, but uh, it's true we have him. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's good or bad. No, just having a knuckleball on your team should be enough for you. To, to, you're right. It is. It is. It's a joy to watch. It's uh, like having it's a, a super joy to watch fat guy. him it's float a ball their... over the plate and watch it sail out of the park. It's absolutely. <laughs> well, Chris, uh, do you
1: see? Do you see the Bluebird as being a cocktail that could get uh, put into the concession rotation? Like big fat guy walking around with like a chest strapped to him <laughs> yeah, sell, well, selling selling fancy cocktails
0: that you know they have enough of a problem with uh drinkers like you know there's an article recently about how opening day is not for baseball fans anymore it's for like animals you know rowdy idiots that want to just get drunk and this would not alleviate that problem but uh it would they, they'd look good doing it i think it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice looking drink. I think it would pass. I think it would pass from looking at the picture of
2: it, Chris. And we're not sitting in the same room, but from looking at the picture of it, it looks like something that could be dispensed out of a, like a machine with a <laughs> with a thing that's going around in a circle yeah. and a big plastic handle yeah, that you it's pull like, down. It's like icified. Yeah, <laughs> it basically looks like a, a like a melted icy.
1: It looks like something that they would uh, serve on a cruise. It's also like a cruise drink in most of the ingredients, except for the base spirit being gin. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I feel great about it. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it takes the, yeah. uh, the tropicalness out of what should be, what looks like a tropical drink. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> great. Uh, I mean, the gin is the first thing I can taste, followed by the, followed by the curacao. And I, or jit, or, or jat, take a shot, everybody, uh, is one of my favorite <laughs> things. Uh, Does that take I just, two I, I shots? Love, or? <laughs> yep, Two shots. Uh, if you want, um, but it, you, I can't really taste it. I mean, I'm not exactly right sure on. what that's doing here, but um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lovely drink. It's uh, very syrupy though. I mean, you can, it's again, yeah. one of those things it's like, don't drink lemonade or milk or one of these drinks if you're going to do a podcast, cause uh, <clears throat> you know, you're going to be doing a lot of that.
2: Mm. You know, I think, I think that uh, former baseball star, Andrew Jones is from Curacao Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, is he from the blue side or the orange side? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, Curacao humor. <laughs> yeah, uh, those, two, uh, those two halves of the islands are barely speaking these days. <laughs> there's a guy on the. Uh, there's a guy who's a coach on the Giants. Giants third base coach Hensley Mullins. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that Jesse, right? So <laughs> Hens, Hensley Bam Bam Mullins is from. <laughs> Geez Louise, where is he from? He is from he's from one of those islands uh that you that like is a place where like an East Indy? Yeah, like a place where uh He's Curaçaoan. He's from Curacao. So Hansley Mulins is from Curacao. Is he from the orange side or the blue side? <laughs> oh, oh, <ooh>. oh. <laughs> oh. oh uh so He speaks. He's a. He's a. He's the third base coach, um, Mm -hmm. and used to be a. He used to be a prospect for the Yankees. Played for a few teams in his career. Played in Japan and stuff. But he speaks English, Spanish, Dutch, Japanese, and Papiamento. Whoa!
0: What?
1: Isn't
2: that crazy? That is very crazy.
1: Wow. That is.
2: I mean, there's some people
1: that just have that knack. Like, you know, those people that you like put a instrument in front of that they've never seen, and 30 minutes later they're making a cool song out of it.
2: I think he grew up playing third base on, like, spice trading ships. Yeah. That's what's going on there.
0: I bet he's cursing in all of those languages uh, uh, right now in this season. (laughs) Yeah. Not doing so hot. Well, to
1: change the subject, Jesse, I was
0: very concerned both that
1: you would get – motions or seasick on this boat so i there's a lot of ginger in your drink which Mm -hmm. is a uh, seasickness abatement ingredient and also obviously scurvy is always a nautical concern
2: oh no doubt about it i've lost several
1: teeth to scurvy yeah so you've got lots (laughs) of you got lots of lime in there to, to to deal with that how 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 is your drink did i mix it good for you this is a really lovely refreshing drink it's a
2: little less sweet than i thought it might be uh we could we could bump the syrup if you want no i think it's great i think it's nice it's it's like uh it's like a sparkling lemonade but then you get a little kick of that ginger in the Mm -hmm. back
1: a little spicy note yeah Yeah. it's nice um man i'm i'm a fan of all those flavors and uh yeah so like so you're gonna go like are you just buying like a dinghy on craigslist (sighs) it turns out have you been like doing cuz you're you're like one of the internet's great looker at of used shit on the internet oh i really am no that is
2: like all i believe in yeah. yeah i i love that more than anything in fact my wife and i were my wife was just making fun of me last night because i was talking about how great our ice cream scoop is <laughs> <laughs> and she got it for me for like for her birthday or christmas or something and i was like i was like so appreciating this ice cream scoop yeah and what she's, do you got it? Like, uh, so uh, no, absolutely not. That's, that's, the, that's the wax sauce one. I can't remember what the brand name is, yeah, they, but it turns out that that kind with the big round handle and then the little scoopy bit—yeah, uh, like those are amazing. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are good. They're dramatically better than any other type of ice cream scoop. That's why they use them in ice cream parlors. Right. Mm-hmm, like this ice cream mm-hmm. scoop costs like twenty dollars or something, but it was so worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like an it's like industrial crone. one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and my wife was making fun of me because she's like, well, I did a lot of research, as you would have done for yourself. Because <laughs> like, we had these annoying ice cream scoops, and I think I asked her for Christmas for the best ice cream scoop. <laughs> she totally figured out and totally delivered. Yeah, But, yeah, I I did not think ahead of time when we promised. Basically what happened, we had a pledge drive, and on my show Jordan Jesse Go, we promised that if we hit our pledge goal – we would buy a boat on Craigslist. Yeah. And take it to this lake that's outside of our office, which is in a very urban park.
1: And and how did you do on that pledge goal? Uh, we destroyified it. Destroyified it. Annihilated absolutely. it. Yeah, we
2: it. completely dominated it. Um and I don't think I knew how expensive boats were. <laughs> like... I think I thought a boat cost... If I, th- I think I thought, well, what does a used boat cost? It's just a piece of pounded-out aluminum, right? I figured $90. Right. It was like, in my head, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I can spend $100 and get myself a nice used boat. Right. Yeah, it turns out boats are mad expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I am not prepared to spend more than, like, $250 on this boat. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, so you've, you've recalibrated your goal... Well, we've been in negotiations with this guy who's got a paddle boat in the valley, uh-huh. <laughs> um, which I can't imagine he's using that much out in the valley. Yeah. Maybe it was part <laughs> of a porn set. And he's willing to, like, we got him to agree to sell it to us for $180, which seemed like the right price. And we figured a the paddle American, boat. The Calabasas Paddle Boat Company. Exactly. We Like, this paddle boat, like, we figured it, would, we could probably tie it to the roof of my wife's uh, uh, station wagon, yeah. <laughs> which is how we're getting it home. Uh, but then we we're like, now we have to go get this boat, yeah, and we have to like get together a work crew, right, to like load the load and unload the boat. Yeah, wow, a lot of.
1: Uh... A lot of unintended consequences to deal with there. Is this, something,
0: I- is this something that you can do? Like, I don't ever see a lot of boats in that little lake. Can you do this legally, or is this something you have to do? Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, do you
1: have to get it, like, licensed by the Department of Transportation or something? It's
2: distinctly unclear whether it's legal. <laughs> just
0: do it. Don't ask any questions. Yeah, like better a-
2: to ask permission, forgiveness than permission, right? There, there is a go. boat launch, mm-hmm. um, but the only thing that I've ever seen happen at the boat launch is this uh, tanker pickup truck backs up to it, and then this big hose comes out of it and shoots fish into the lake?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's All those it. people
2: that are down to eat fish that <laughs> have been swimming oh. in Macarthur Park Lake. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. fish whose fish whose diet consists primarily of guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, Macarthur Park Lake toilet. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> I've never. I the only times I've seen people on boats in the lake is when they're shooting something there yeah. which they they shoot a lot of movies and tv shows and commercials at macarthur well, park th- somebody was telling me that there was like a children's regatta there one year yes there has been that is true we have seen these i guess it's like for children to learn how to work a sailboat yeah uh there are these these like one child sized boats like they're like four feet long yeah and they have a full set of rigging on them yeah And you ride them around, I guess, in a different context, you would ride them around a big swimming pool, maybe? (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, they ride them, and that has happened a couple times. That's, like, one of the top two, most the other most delightful thing that happens at MacArthur Park is, of course, that's where I score my heroin. No, it's where where they have this, uh, like, also once or twice a year, they have this huge children's fishing contest. So it's just the entire lake is surrounded by 8-year-olds, casting in. Right. You know, oh, it's great. Recent <laughs> re- specifically recent immigrant 8-year-olds. I don't think there's a lot of like long-time Angelinos whose big hobby oh. is fishing.
1: Yeah. Um I live uh very close to a pier that goes into the East River in uh my beloved home home city of Greenpoint and uh there's there's like a fishing store like 3 blocks from my house and and it it like, you know, it's a very urban place and I was always like, oh, weird that there would be a fishing store. But there's, like, people that fish for their dinner yeah. like, regularly in the East River, which is uh, counterindicated really? by the science. <laughs> 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 Very polluted waterway.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> Very polluted. I think if, that's, if that science had been published in Tagalog, <laughs> then you would have a better shot at discouraging those folks.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, like, literally the most polluted waterway in North America Is this little spit of water in between Queens and Brooklyn and and Greenpoint, Brooklyn? And that is the spit of water that tributes to the East River just up up upstream from where these people are fishing. Oh, my God. Oh, I just want to grab him by the shoulders and go, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'll buy you a fish. Sir. I will fucking buy <laughs> you a fish. Yeah, buy a man a fish. Save him from fucking cancer. <laughs> As Jesus once said. Yeah. Was that Jesus that said that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah I I, sorry, I,
0: I, uh, Jesse, am I, did I hear right? You're recording an episode from the middle of this lake in your dinghy.
2: Yeah, so whatever kind of dinghy we purchase, and I like the idea of a paddle boat primarily because it seems stable to me. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It seems like it's designed for novice boat goers. Yeah, uh-huh. you don't you don't need a lot of seamanship brought to bear. No. <laughs>
1: a paddle boat.
2: Yeah, look, we got a lot of spunk. We don't have a lot, of, have a lot of seamanship. <laughs> um yeah, I, uh, I think a paddle boat is going to be our best bet, but it's relatively difficult to purchase. I would love to have, like, a, I, I thought we could buy, like, a crappy-looking rowboat. Right. Those cost, like, $500. What? Well, what's crazy is my stepmother used to have a boat. Uh-huh. We, when, my younger, when my middle brother, who's, uh, like, eight, seven or eight years younger than I am, right. when he was in uh, preschool, and there was a raffle at his preschool. Sure. In San Francisco. Yoey at Bessie. B- shout out to Yoey at Bessie Smith. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a raffle. And because <laughs> because it was like, you know, like a subsidized public preschool type situation. Right. Uh, the raffle was not like trip to the wine country. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a four seat dinner at the Magic Castle. No, it was just real, real miscellaneous shit. <laughs> and my stepmother bought a ticket and won a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and it was a big boat too. Like it was like yeah. a maybe a ten foot boat. That is such a fucking like. It's like the people that go to see
1: an episode of Oprah and win a car and then find out that they're going to have to, like, pay taxes on that car. It's like, yeah.
2: fuck, why did I enter this in the fucking first place? And so this boat, as it turns out, was worth, like, you know, 500 or or $1,000, but A... We didn't have anything to do with this boat. Like, we're not gonna learn boating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you had to kind of grow up with that. I don't think we even had a car at the time. <laughs> we might have just tried putting wheels on it and paddling our way down the road, Wrong kids kind in the of hall style. Yeah. Um, but the uh, but this was also before the era of Craigslist. Mm. Like, I'm Craigslist was probably an email list you at can this point. You could put it in a penny saver, I bet. Yeah, and so it was like. What do we do, try and sell this boat? Yeah. So we literally had this boat in our garage. (laughs) Our garage was as big as one car (laughs) and one boat. (laughs) Like I had to turn sideways to get past the car and the boat out to go out the garage door. Right. (laughs) And uh, we had that thing in our garage for probably six years. Damn. Six, seven years until we finally sold it just in time for me to
0: need a boat. (laughs) You're kidding. That's my life. Guys, that's my life. Oh, when boy. Oh, what's, boy. what's the timing of this, Jesse? Like, I want to know: Am I going to be able to see this? Because I really want to see this. I really want to see this boat launch. I want to see the balance, the balancing I act. Know. I want to see that happen. Are we going to see video of this as well? I want to.
2: I think we should have video of this. I mean, the thing yeah. is, is like the real tricky part is Brian, our producer on Jordan Jesse Go, just got a staff job on a on a television show, staff writing job on a television show.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also
2: the star of Brian
1: and Lindsay will totally eat that. Shit. He is
2: as directed which, by Brian as directed by uh Benjamin R Harrison
1: of of this very podcast. Um This is right, Yeah, which is right why I why I am in town. I came in to, to work on Brian and Lindsay and uh picked up a sweet podcast guest along the way in one Mr. Jesse Thorne.
2: I have two small children and Jordan also is a staff writer on a television show. So we need to find a time that we can a <laughs> Go get this boat all together because so I think it's going to take three of us to lift it on top of my wife's car. Sure. Mm-hmm. Jordan used to have a roof rack on his Scion XB, but it got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, those, I, I remember those that roof rack. rack thieves. Yeah. It, just, oh my God. it was just—it was part of Jordan's elaborate scheme to uh, trick people into thinking he was sporty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't know when. I don't. I mean, this thing that we negotiated for, we realized at the end of negotiating for it, when are we going to go to Tarzana or whatever right. and pick up a boat, <laughs> put it on top of our car, and, dry, and then once we have it on top of the car, what do we do then? Yeah. Like, do we just keep it in my front yard until we need it? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And so there's going to have to be, like, someday when we all just, like, buckle down, and it's going to have to be sometime in the next few weeks. Yeah. We just buckle down on a Saturday. We go, we hire a day laborer. Yeah. You
1: need it it to be a Saturday in case you get locked up and need to, you know, post bail on
2: Sunday. Yeah. So that you don't miss any work. (laughs) What I like about the paddle boat, too, is it has four seats. It was a four-seat paddle Oh, that's good. And so Brian could come with us. Yeah. Would you have a guest on this episode? Well, that's what we were thinking. I mean, if we're on the paddle boat... If we got Brian there, we might as well have a guest. Yeah, perfect. The only problem is we would probably have to like swing a microphone back and forth because I don't think we're bringing a whole mixing board out no, there. You,
1: yeah, <laughs> not, not not bringing a field mixer with multiple inputs.
2: No, I mean maybe two two inputs. I think we could manage two inputs.
1: Yeah, well, you got to get one of those uh, one of those Zooms.
2: <laughs>
0: maybe you should take the opportunity to find out what's at the bottom of uh macarthur park lake
2: well i'm already familiar with the bottom of macarthur park lake on account of last year's pledge drive stunt was
0: i went swimming in it oh i <laughs> live know. to tell the tale yeah it's that is barely. uh were you wearing a wetsuit like were you protected because that's no but i disgusting. plugged every orifice <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well we won't elaborate on that too yeah. much <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, this separation anxiety that you're experiencing?
1: Well, as people, uh, who listen to the program regularly know, I recently came into possession An engagement. of a doggie. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I've been like, I work from home and so I spent a lot of time with my doggie and he's a pup. So he needs a lot of attention. Like he needs to go out like frequently throughout the day. And, uh, Rachel is uh, an attorney who has, like, a real job and lots of responsibilities. So, you know, she works pretty long hours. And, uh, and I'm in L.A. right now. So we've had to, like, figure out how to cope with the dog, like, being not with me all day. And mm-hmm. I fucking was not prepared for how crazy this was going to make me. Like, I have turned into, like, the most hovery like histrionic overly protective parent (laughs) guy (laughs) like like we hired like a dog walker and i was like it's got to be two times a day it's got to be like once between 10 and 11 and another time between two and three so that there's not too much time in between walks and in between interactions with people and other dogs and like i'm like
0: fucking micromanaging the shit out of the dog walkers and (laughs) <laughs> Look, I. You guys both own dogs. I have never, but I can tell you, Ben. You just sound like a responsible pet owner, and I mean, I mean, I've, it feels that way. Recently, but I also
1: feel like you know, like I. I just I just don't think I was. I like I myself was prepared for, like like I can leave town. I can leave, you know, leave town and and know that Rachel is going to be fine. But I'm like. Flipping my shit thinking about my dog being alone all day. Mm -hmm. Like, they took him out in the rain the other day and they came home, and like, it didn't sound like they got him perfectly dry before he went back in his crate. And I was fucking losing it. I was like, I was like in the coffee, bean, and tea leaf just like fully (laughs) melting down (laughs) thinking about my poor little puppy
0: wet. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, you know how
2: dogs hate being wet.
0: (laughs) Do you. I guess you don't have a sense of what your dog is like when no one's around. So there's no real way of knowing, like, if he's crying the whole time, right? I don't think he is because, you know,
1: like, I do have meetings during the day where I'll have to, like, leave and go into Manhattan for a couple hours or whatever. and, and when you, I come, don't,
2: you don't hear him crying in Manhattan.
1: No, I mean, when I, <laughs> when I come back, like, I, you know, if if he was making a lot of noise while I was standing in the hallway, you know, I would feel different about it. But he can – I think he can handle himself while he's alone. It's just that, like – I think that the the thing that really surprised me about it was that I never, like, you know, I was pretty, you know, like, I was excited to get a dog, but I wasn't like, oh, good, we're having a baby, and I get to play house, and I get to pretend I'm a parent, and I, like, have fully, like, flipped that switch. <laughs> yeah, you just geared up.
2: Yeah. junk. Junk. <laughs> Yeah, man. I uh, My dog, while we were shooting, Brian and Lindsay will totally eat that this weekend. Uh, one of my dogs pooped in the shower.
0: Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> there that's you go.
2: That cool. was on Sunday.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That hey, was don't, on we Saturday, all, Jesse, don't we all, Jesse? Don't we all, from time to time? Yeah. You know, th- there's a rules against it at my gym, but I think they're just like, <laughs> you know, they just have to say that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. a CYA rule, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, joke there is that I would be a member of a gym. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, there, I mean, I've mentioned it uh, in like a recent episode uh, about the dog upstairs. There's actually two dogs upstairs, and they're both basset hounds. One is completely chill; does not ma- he doesn't care what's going on. The other, uh, the second, the owner closes the door to leave the house, it starts howling, and and uh, and it, she leaves the door or a window open rather. And you know, we live fairly close to like the next house over. It's just like the width of a driveway, and so it echoes between the houses, and it sounds like <laughs> it's coming from the front the back and the side of the house all at the same time so it feels a little like hell hound and i just and
2: surround sound i had that I, problem for a little while with my apartment in koreatown but it was not a basset hound it was a quinceañera da- dance
0: class <laughs> <laughs> uh i i seem to remember there was a, uh there was also a problem with uh and and maybe it just follows you jesse but the uh the weed whackers or lawnmowers or something that you used to complain about. Oh God. Well, that's just living in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah. right now
2: there's people, there's people by my house and I live in a very quiet residential neighborhood. Yeah. There's people, there's someone in the kind of like, there's no houses on the other side of the street from your house. Like yeah, that's true. There's just the side of a mountain. Yeah. Um. The, but someone in the sort of Valley that I live on. Yeah. Has full-on rock and roll concerts at their house sometimes, <laughs> awesome. like in their backyard. It's horrible. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, I think I can top that, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> like amb- like like full concerts with like a uh, paying attendees. The uh, apartment I used to live in that you, uh,
1: I believe, stayed in once or twice. Sure. Uh, For
2: example, that one time when we went to Europe, but I forgot my passport. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) had to spend the night.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that house, the upstairs neighbor would frequently throw salsa concerts (laughs) and Mm -hmm. would set up the drum kit, like, over my bedroom. (sighs) Oh. Uh, So it would be, like, 4 a.m., and I'd be, like, bleary-eyed knocking on the door, and this guy would come out with, like, like crazy coke fingers going just like like what do you want? We're like this is
2: normal. We're having a party. It's Saturday night. What the fuck is your problem? Can <laughs> I can I make the sound of you knocking on the door of the salsa party? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I went in there one time without my glasses on and with no shirt on because I had just like gotten out of bed and pulled on my jeans. And I went in and I like took the drumsticks away from the drummer and like f- flipped the switch on the microphone on the <laughs> lady singing. And I was like, I was like, who's in charge? Like this fucking shit has to get shut down. And they had a bouncer who came in and was like, you're too drunk, man. You've got to leave. And he like what? started dragging me toward the door. I was like, I'm not drunk. I live here. I'm fucking trying to sleep, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. So
2: bouncers, it, house bouncers. Yeah, it, it was a fucking house man.
1: bouncers. It was a type of situation, man. Just house bouncers sounds like a really good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> house yeah. bouncer yeah. sounds like a really good premise for a shitty sitcom.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, Jesse just polished off his beverage. Mm-hmm. No scurvy, no motion sickness for you.
0: Lots of refreshment all the way down. Hang on to those teeth. Oh yeah, yeah, they're locked in. The yeah. ones he still has. My teeth are blue. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Do you guys mm-hmm. know about Coco Limonada? Uh, no, this is uh, this is what you were telling me about while we were mixing the drinks, right? Yeah, well,
2: this is what it reminded me of. This is something that I started making last summer, and it completely changed my life. I just ran into it m- randomly on the internet, you know? Like, right. I was just mm-hmm. looking at dresses on Pinterest or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you do. Sure. And um, it's like, a, I want to say Colombian. I want to say it's the national drink of Colombia. I might be getting that wrong. One of those fucking countries. The national drink of Panama or something, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) Colombia. And it's uh, it's ice, coconut milk, lime, and sugar blended together, and it is amazingly good. Do you go get uh, the
1: coconuts that are like that are like openable, or do you get canned coconut milk? Canned coconut
2: milk's fine. You might be overthinking it here, Ben.
1: No, well, I mean, like I. That's what I would use. That's what I would have reflexively used because I feel like the stuff in those in those ones that you get at Whole Foods is
2: just like water. Yeah, it's you don't want you don't want all that. You want the milk. Yeah. You want that juicy milk. Yeah. You ever make rice with that milk? Oh God, yeah, that's like one of the best things. That's ever. the best <laughs> shit. That's, that's the best. sticky shit.
1: rice. Is that not don't sticky make, rice? Never, never make rice with water. Make oh. it, do like the Caribbean still.
2: There's a there's a, th- there's, a th- there's a Thai restaurant right near on my office that has. Uh, that has coconut milk rice with coconut milk sticky rice with uh, mango. It's like it's just all I yeah, want to eat in that the world. is insane. <laughs> like it's incredible. all I can do not to just go over there and get one every single day. Yeah,
1: it's probably not that bad for you. It's all it's all real stuff, you know.
2: I think isn't isn't coconut isn't coconut fat like the like. Isn't it like nature's uh, (laughs) hydrogenated oil? (laughs) I don't know. My dad
1: uses it as sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that.
2: It seems like it would amplify. Yeah, yeah. uh, like coconut
0: oil is the thing people put on to like bake in the sun. So coconut milk doesn't. (laughs) A,
1: A lot of the health and wellness decisions that my dad makes, it turns out, are not based on actual science. They're just
2: they're just based on a display he saw at the Berkeley Bowl. Mm, they're based on shit he
1: heard on like late night Pacifica
2: radio. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really raw.
1: Yeah. Um
2: I got a, I got a friend who has a show on WBAI in New York and sometimes he posts like they've been going through this crazy Pacifica radio. Uh, is, like the super lefty uh public radio network. And yeah. sometimes he'll post something about community-supported like, radio, community-supported so public radio. And uh, they uh, they have had the craziest stuff going on at Pacifica Radio. Like he posted this dude, this picture of uh, this video of one of their board meetings. And they have like an open community board meeting, and it was the biggest chit show you've ever seen in your life. Not least of which was just this giant dude. Walking around the meeting, glaring at people, like it's in like a boardroom, you know? Yeah. And he's just walking around the meeting, glaring at people, holding a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, <what?
3: laughs>
1: That's like how you get was, your point across. Like
2: he was Huey Newton with a rifle in the California state legislature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Open carry.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Ben, do you Cold get dead fingers? To go back to your puppy talk for one second, do you get, uh, daily updates, daily reports, uh, photos, you know, evidence that, uh, uh, your dog's going to make it?
1: Yeah. We hired dog walkers that, um, part of the promise is that they, uh, take a picture and send it to you, um, during the walk and you get like updates every time they do it. Um, we've been pretty disappointed with the service that we hired, you know, this is our kind of first time at the races and, uh they like sent us an invoice for all of the dog walks and uh, Rachel paid them half and I was going to pay them the other half when I got home and had kind of time to deal with it. And the guy started like threatening out. So like he waited till Monday and was like, Hey, listen, like your dog isn't going to get walked unless you pay us all of the money. And we're like, well, there's no terms on your invoice. It doesn't say like payable upon receipt or anything like Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, like, If it had said payable on receipt, we would have paid them all up front. But, like, I don't understand. Like, there's no service that you pay for 100% up (laughs) front. Right? Like,
2: anything like that. Like, you pay for shit when you get it, not when you fucking ask for it. I pay, to be fair, I pay for my dry cleaning up front, but I also get 20% off. Right. If you
1: you have the option. And and this guy, like, literally waited until it was a problem. Right. And, And, like, yeah, man. Like,
2: I... I guess, like, he's a professional dog walker for a reason. But, like, <laughs> now be careful. My stepmother and brother are professional. Uh, both of my brothers, actually, are professional dog walkers. I have three they're professional young, dog walkers they're young guys, though. in this my guy, immediate family. This guy is making a career of this. Like, So is my stepmother. Go he, ahead. He started
1: the position <laughs> the, the, the the, the dog walking service. <laughs> I, hope I don't get uh,
2: sued for, for slander.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Maybe I'll, well, bleep, I'll That bleep.
2: said, as much as I love my stepmother, I wouldn't necessarily say that invoicing is probably one of our core competencies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems but, to me, Ben, yeah.
0: that this kind of thing, f- either you find it or it finds you, you know, where like you just get burned by a service of some kind.
1: Bur- services are out to burn me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think I talked about my health insurance being, yeah. like... Like they were charging me, but not actually providing coverage for three months, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think it's straightened out now, but I'm not sure, and uh <laughs> well, we'll just see, yeah, get hit by a car yeah. and find out what happens, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it i mean i and and like I think that it's kind of it's partly that most of these companies and services are like deeply incompetent and bad at what they do. But it's also that, like, I deeply internalize all of the bad feelings that I get when I have to, like, wade through customer service phone calls. Like, everything about that feels like my fault to me. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I often will just not deal with them uh, well, at all.
0: Well, I, I would like to uh, remind you of your uh, New Year's resolution to externalize more. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, hope, uh, I hope that you're doing it. I'm and doing a lot better clearly. with the, like, with the, like
1: you know high-minded part of that where i know for a fact that these dog walkers are are dipshit assholes and i know for a fact that my health insurance company is full of incompetent idiots and i need to change at my earliest possible convenience mm-hmm. but uh like the feelings part is still <laughs> yeah so much there no, it's easy me. just
0: don't feel it as long as Bam.
2: As long as you're still uh, as long as you're afraid to bring up your problems with the executive producer of your web series, <laughs> I'm happy. <hammering.
1: laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh man, well um we should we should talk about Brian and Lindsay will totally eat that for a second.
2: Yeah, sure. We made them drink Malort. Yeah. Uh, oh. which
1: was ex- a little bit of a surprise uh because uh Brian is a teetotaler and I think that was his first real drink of any booze. Yeah. And he drank the
0: grossest one there is. And he just,
2: just down the hatch, he like, he really went for it. Yeah. He did not fuck around at all. Was
0: he slugging out of the bottle uh, as per tradition? Well, he took,
1: I think he took a a shot from a glass and then slugged the rest of the bottle. It wasn't, there wasn't that much left in the bottle, but he drank a lot of Malort. That'd yeah, be he, if he was drank a like a
2: full two shots of Malort. Yeah, yeah. And he had never drank. He, he, Brian went to like a weird Christian college in Central California. Oh wow! Like he's yeah. Like Brian has a serious like, uh, serious you no know, alcohol upbringing. I don't know what his other background is around that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, when, when did this happen? When was this? This was
0: yeah. This weekend. Yeah. So so it, we it yet it's yet to be seen if he's become uncorked. Be,
2: Yeah, (laughs) we'll see when he shows up for Jordan Jesse Go next. If he's he's become
0: a lush with a lampshade on his head. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I
1: uh, yeah, there's um, there's lots of uh, lots of substance abuse stuff in my in both sides of my family. So I grew up very scared of that
2: stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, now you're a fully functioning alcoholic. It is not a big deal for you. I'm
1: a noted (laughs) I'm a noted cocktail enthusiast. Well, yeah. I mean, like I was very scared to try anything for a long time and then when uh we started this show it's been it's always been like it's always felt very strange to me to because like a lot of the guests that we have uh wanted to have on are comics and I think comics are either generally full-blown alcoholics or in recovery. <laughs> yeah. There's,
2: there's There are few jobs that uh, so effortlessly combine uh, free time and access to free liquor. Yeah. yeah. Like, at yeah. least bartenders have to work the whole time. You right. know what I mean? There's not, like, a part of a bartender's day, like his work day, where he just has to sit at the bar and do something, anything. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So So, like, you know, there have been lots of comics that we've had opportunities to have on the program that – uh, like either we didn't invite or the invitation was, uh, was politely declined with the, I'm not consuming alcohol anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, like we hesitated to even ask Jesse on <laughs> because like, you know, he's, he's a good friend of both of ours, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a noted, uh, teetotaler
2: and I didn't want to, uh, cause offense. Well, you know, I once, I, I once had dinner with uh, the great Ira Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, oh, you dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Ira is, I, obviously, I mean, obviously Ira is like one of my heroes, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's, if you have ever wondered, is, does Ira Glass like totally deliver? Like I've met him on several occasions. He's never been anything less than like so generous and kind to me. Yeah. Um, but Ira. I saw him down a hallway one time. There you go. It was pretty great. <laughs> Delivered, right? Yeah. He was He's wearing handsome, a handsome guy. Weird silk shirt. Yep. Uh Ira uh Ira is a booze enthusiast. Mm. But he did not start drinking. He and John Hodgman and uh uh what's the woman from MSNBC called? Uh Maddow? Yeah, Rachel Maddow. They're like they're like uh, booze buddies. Really? Yeah. No way. They're like all really into liquor. And that that is a table that I would pay $10,000 to sit at. (laughs) Yeah. um, But Ira didn't start drinking until his 30s. Wow. Yeah. And so he's sort of, I've always wondered, like, maybe I should be like Ira and just start (laughs) drinking now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you, you like cooking. And I feel like one of the things that really appeals to me about cocktails is that it's a little bit more effort than you would want to take on your own behalf if you're if you're just doing it to get drunk. Yeah. And it also is a little bit like cooking in that you start with some ingredients and it takes like
2: one minute and then you have something like pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Unless you get unless you get really good. I mean my my worry is like uh I have this friend Dr. Cocktail. Yeah. And uh he's he's was a, sometimes the bartender at Max FunCon our a big thing. You guys probably met him at Max FunCon. And yeah. like Doctor Cocktail he so, knows so much about cocktails and is so good at it that I think he just always has a cocktail. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he is the most complicated form of drunk that you could ever be. <laughs> yeah. he, that that first year that I met him at Max FunCon, he was walking around post-party with a bottle of Japanese, like, some sort of Japanese alcohol that I, to this day, I don't know what it was. But <laughs> it was, like, super precious to him, but he was sharing it with everyone. Like, we all got to take little sips. It was... You know, it's one of those things that you try and then like your the top of your skull just completely leaves your your head. It just <laughs> blew the fucking head off of me. And I, and he's walking around just <laughs> sipping it, you know, like it was no big deal. Yeah, he he was something else, that guy.
2: Oh, pretty good. Go Dr. Cocktail. Yeah. Go. It's defi- anyway, it's definitely something I've discussed with my wife who likes a nice cocktail from time to time. Sure. She mm-hmm. likes a hot toddy in the evening. Oh yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a nice that's a nice sipper.
2: Um but uh yeah, I wonder, like, I said to her, you know, like, Teresa, should I start drinking? Like, I kind of don't feel like I would become an well, alcoholic Well, now that you're a father, now. you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, uh, and Teresa was like, eh, you could, but
0: you probably shouldn't. Like, like, <laughs> it, I, right, thought it, yeah. I thought it was because of the migraine thing, but it's is its it... Is it, is it is it just because you didn't, I, didn't have a taste for it or
2: no, I honestly don't know whether it's I mean, it certainly is a migraine trigger for a lot of people. my and my mom, my mom uh was an enthusiastic uh <laughs> drinker and drug user. <laughs> in her youth, <laughs> and uh and I think she quit because it was a migraine trigger for her. Oh wow. Um but uh no, it's just because uh it's just because my my uh my basically my father and stepmother met in AA. <laughs> okay. So like yeah. I went to a lot of AA meetings as a kid. I see. All right. All yeah, right.
1: I can relate. <laughs> can you? You can, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, I uh A lot of my childhood memories are uh, AA centered. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really weird thing to do as a kid. It's so weird. (laughs) And it's so weird when, you know, like there is like an AA person that comes over to
2: your house. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's sponsor, Curtis, came over sometimes. Like it gets so real so fast. Yeah. (laughs) Like, whoa, I got to get out of here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jeez, Curtis. Yeah. Something, Wait. Something who died and happening? why is that the first thing that you said when you walked in the door? Oh uh, no. <laughs> my dad would never. My dad would never
1: say this to me, but I'm sure he's fucking crushed that I started a cocktail podcast.
2: <laughs> well, my oh. my uh my dad's my dad's uh AA friends were also his vet friends. Like my dad was a my dad was is a vet and was a veterans' peace activist for much of his career. Yeah. And um, so all of his buddies are the craziest vets. Right. And they're all either in recovery or total alcoholics. <laughs> I mean, at <laughs> oh, this point, they're, most of the alcoholic ones are dead, honestly. Right. But because um, my dad's like 70 ish. But uh, yeah, like just either full blown alcoholics or their recovery buddies, but they're all crazy. Yeah. Like in a really specific, amazing way. Right. And so, like, yeah, so I associate, in my head, like, alcohol is associated with crazy pets. <laughs> and, like, my dad my dad got clean, like, before I can remember. So, like, I have no, like, I have no, like, traumas surrounding, like, horrible things happening when someone in my house was drunk or something Samesies. like that. Samesies. But it's still, like, <laughs> it's still, like, this thing that is very omnipresent in my family life. Totally. Yeah.
1: It's, like, there's not, like, a lot of... uh Like, it not coming up all the time. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Ben, do we have a listener request this week?
1: Uh, We don't have a listener. Well, uh, not a request per se, but we do have a voicemail from a beloved listener. Oh, who's that?
0: Hi guys, it's Ken Bowman here again. I'm just uh, chilling out, recuperating after my hip surgery. Just letting you know that another great show. Uh, just wanted to let you know I'm, uh, I'm still your number one fan and I wanted to say slant you and lang me your lung reek. Ben, ask Christopher. Thanks guys. See you later. Bye now. Uh,
1: always always great to hear from Ken Bowman.
0: <laughs> I don't know if he's calling from the future or the past, but uh <laughs> there's a lot of noise going on. Yeah. Did your
2: did your just dad did your dad just give you an inspirational uh an inspirational message
0: in Gaelic? <laughs> Langmayer Lumreek is a Scottish thing that uh Scotch Gaelic. Yeah, that I don't know uh, he said ask me, but I mean like I don't really know the definition of Langmayer Lumreek. It's a thing you say <laughs> when you toast, so I don't know. Oh. It's a toast. Yeah. Oh so. well
1: he's been following the show and knows that I've had a a uh a mediocre made a mediocre attempt at at uh doing the 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 toasts of lots of different cultures. Yeah. On I mean the if program. we're gonna
0: like if we're gonna uh use a baseball term where you got about a three hundred average. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well um yeah, and and uh don't don't worry, listeners, it's not a new injury. We've uh, we've got a lot of a lot of episodes in the queue right now, so uh I'm sure I'm sure your dad is uh quite mended up by the time this airs but uh, Yeah. Um yeah, I uh I had a Scottish headmaster at the uh, mm-hmm. school that I went to from kindergarten through 8th grade. Yeah. And uh and he uh he Struck once came, terror. he once yeah, oh fucking for sure. Like he <laughs> he would stand down at the um at the little loop where you know the cars and buses would come in to drop kids off and uh like like look every single student in the eye and say good morning to them mm-hmm. every morning and like if you got fucking sent to that man's office you were in some shit like <laughs> like there were like three <clears throat> levels of escalation between you and him if you got to his office which i did You were up (laughs) to some fucking shit. What
2: did you do that got you sent to the elementary school principal's office, Ben? I was a very good kid, but for some reason
1: there were, like, three or four kind of authority figure teacher and administrators at my school that had, like, from kindergarten on, like, I had a, a rep at my school for being, like, a bad boy, and, like... I thought that like, like it was like inculcated into me to the extent that when I got to high school and I wasn't getting in trouble once a week, I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, why am I not like constantly getting like threatened with suspension and expulsion? (laughs) But like, I went to a, uh, yeah, like my, uh, growing, my, 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 mother was a public school teacher and, uh, had taught in the Oakland public school system for a lot of her career. And, uh, was very against my interacting with it at all, so I I, uh, I went to private schools my entire childhood, uh, despite the fact that my parents like basically had to live in a shitbox house and drive terrible cars to afford it. Um, and
2: you just threw all that away uh, down yeah, to two. on the tube. Your bad boy lifestyle. On my, <laughs> yeah, on
1: my functional alcoholic podcasting, oh. f- filmmaking about.
2: Kids, kids eating weird snacks. That, that principal sat you down in his office and said, "Ach, Ben, yeah, <laughs> you're throwing away your, you're throwing away your parents' life for this, yeah, uh, yeah." Man, you, serious... you and
1: I both know that your parents are not in the socioeconomic class <laughs> that most of the students at this school are in. Uh, that yeah.
0: is, that's really. Yeah, aren't a rich boy.
1: When, uh, when our school burned down in like 19, I think there was like a fire, a big fire in the Oakland Hills in like 1991 or 92. And our school was the only thing that wasn't a house that burned down. And so we had to like go like use another empty school somewhere for, for like nine months until they could rebuild it. And so they did a lot of like fundraising shit with the parents in the, in the intervening <laughs> time. And uh, one of the like memorable moments was that uh, Headmaster Monroe addressed the school and told them that his, <laughs> he was from the clan Monroe and the Highlands and their battle cry
0: was, Dread God. Yeah, I remember that part. Oh, and, Dread uh, God. Dread yeah, God. I'm sure
1: I've sold that story on the show before because uh, that's my strongest
0: association with <laughs> the Scottish accent. But, yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. Benjamin, um, you make good and bloody sure I never see you in this bloody office again.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you could uh, take take one of your nice microphones uh, next time you go uh, to Burlington, Chris. Mm-hmm. Get get some clean tape of your dad saying "Dread God" and then whatever that what is that Lang? Oh, Langmayer Lumriek. May- Langmayer Lumriek and. Uh, <laughs> Off, best laid plans of mice and men off gang a of Gly. and uh okay. we'll just we'll just see if that like you know triggers a uh
2: triggers a uh little uh fugue state for me or something <laughs> and you know if it doesn't also just have him read john anderson my joe i mean it's just beautiful when someone with oh, yeah. a scottish yeah. accent you know yeah um yeah he did read the uh
1: of mice and men poem to us in the original scottish in my uh seventh grade english class which uh Which was genuinely beautiful and probably the only memory I have of him in which he wasn't, like, telling me what a piece of shit I was. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
2: Well, Well, Ben, you're not a piece of shit. He turned out to be right.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. Um, Conflicting reports there. If I hadn't had him and Mr. Lube Liner and Mr. Weidman to whip me into Lube, shape,
0: Lube Liner. Yeah. Well,
2: if you're gonna have Mr. Weidman, you gotta need to bring Mr. Lube Liner.
0: Remember? <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Hey.
2: <laughs>
1: oh man, school days, right, guys? Oh. Yeah. Butt sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, thank you so much for being on the program. How can people find you on Twitter?
2: Uh, at jesse thorne j-e-s-s-e-t-h-o-r-n or as they spell it at the spanish-speaking coffee shops in my neighborhood at (laughs) 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 y-e-s-s-i-y question mark (laughs) (laughs) o-r-n uh yeah jesse's uh jesse's twitter is really
1: funny and fun to follow uh for, if, for no other reason than to brighten your day. But if you're not up on Bullseye and Jesse, George Jesse Go and Judge John Hodgman and all of the uh, joy that Jesse brings into the world, uh, you're you're really sleeping on a heater, and I highly recommend you go rectify that.
0: I cut my teeth uh, in the world of podcasts uh, and the work of Jesse Thorne. So, uh, Jesse, thank you. Thank, thank you, my you, friend.
1: Yeah, thank Jesse for, for putting chris and i together if you like this show because it wouldn't happen
2: wouldn't happen without him well i yep. am ex- i am happy to be friends with you guys you guys are two yeah. of my favorite friends in the world
1: oh well that's uh that's very kind of you to say um you can follow chris on twitter at
2: chris chicken wait did i say you guys are two of my favorite friends in the world uh, i think so i was thinking of some other guys <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that didn't sound right that doesn't ring true yeah uh sorry. you can follow ben at benjamin R-A-H-R.
1: And you can follow our show at Drink About It. And you can go to www.letsdrinkabout.it for all the recipes from today's show and all of the other shows we've ever done. And uh, we have a Tumblr and a super, super unused Instagram. (laughs) And a Facebook. (laughs) Not worth mentioning. Uh, Yeah, we're all over the internet. Um, Please follow us. And if you like the show... Uh, please go to iTunes and rate it. Uh, that really helps. And tell your friends also. That
2: tell really somebody. But tell somebody about it. Yeah. These mm-hmm. guys don't have a marketing budget. No. You're, you're hanging out at a cocktail party. You're having a cocktail with somebody. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, you know, I heard a good, great cocktail podcast the other yeah.
1: day that's a good point yeah. it it's, it's not made often enough no <laughs> i just made it for you guys yeah that's why we need to have you on the show more often jesse <laughs> um, i'm good at plugging your shit it's been it's been a a, a true a true pleasure having you on the show Absolutely. and uh, it should have happened way earlier uh but thanks for making it happen and thank you for the use of your beautiful recording studio in uh, for a
2: second time macarthur park anytime dudes California. thank you very much uh
1: Oh, and thank you to Jennifer Marmer for engineering Thanks, on, on this end of the show. And uh, we should thank uh, Paul Watling and Graham Walsh mm-hmm. uh, for the music and art. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back at you next week with more life events and more cocktails that go perfectly with them.
0: Mind your P's and bloody cues.
2: Done and done. (laughs)
3: It's quick, right?
2: Wait, do now we actually make them? Yeah. Oh, cool.